Hello and welcome back to another episode of Risers and Followers presented by Mojo on the Mojo Podcast that went network. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dalton Cates. Dalton, this is like the first time in my life I've seen you not wear a hat, uh, so that, that's fun. I know, I had to switch you up, keep you on the toes a little bit. Right. Um, I got a haircut, so I was like, I'll let, I'll let the hair fly out a little bit. Today. Looking fresh, bro, looking fresh. All right, keeping things straightforward and simple on the show, as always, we have the Ravens taking on the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football uh, on well tomorrow night. Uh, the Buccaneers are favored in this game, which is really strange to me. One point favorite at home, Thursday Night Football. Uh, we're going to go through and do some long or short on some of these players, so let's just jump right into it. Here we go. Long or short. Long All right, starting things short. off, we're going to go with a little more disappointing. Oh, it's moving. Hang on one second. Just looking out of the way. But anyway, we're going to start with one of the more disappointing players in the NFL so far this season. Always has high expectations, of course, because he is the GOAT. Uh, Tom Brady. You know, a lot of rumors about what's going on with him. A lot of stuff going on at home, obviously, with his whole divorce situation. Uh, He seems off so far this year. I wouldn't say washed looking because, you know, the the arm talent looks the same. He doesn't look like Matt Ryan out there. But this offense is just not connecting right now for the Buccaneers. Brady's still up 1% this month on Mojo. But what are your thoughts on Brady? Yeah, he's definitely taking a step back this year. And I think a lot of it has to do with the early season weapons. Like he hasn't had Chris Godwin in camp to kind of build that chemistry with. Julio Jones, he's been with him in camp all year. He's been banged up. Russell Gage been battling injuries. And also like Bruce Arians is not there, which I think also has a factor as well. Um, And I think a lot of this with Byron Leftwich and, you know, it could be a new scheme. I'm not too familiar with, you know, how much changed from Arians I'm to sure that didn't change that much because I feel like Brady wouldn't like that. Yeah, I think I think just the the mindset of the offense just in general was probably the biggest thing. And um, I don't know, I'm not too, too worried about Brady. I mean, he still has the weapons there. Godwin has been getting peppered with targets. I mean, always a really good receiver. And as he gets healthier and gets more time from that ACL um, timeline, he's going to play better and Evans is still there. And if Julio Jones can ever get on the field, that should help. Please. Please. Um, right, let's go through those weapons. Actually though, let's go through yeah. those weapons. First and foremost, Mike Evans, obviously all reliable up almost 4% on Mojo this past month, 25 bucks. What's your stance on Evans? Yeah. He's just consistently uh, consistent 29 years old. He's probably somebody that's going to continue to produce throughout the rest of his career. I mean, we see guys who are producing on his level. Like he's, He's on Hall of Fame trajectory right now, and the guys who do that right. can be productive through their their young thirties. He's a twenty nine right now. I think I think he's a hold on Mojo. I'm not sure if you're longing him. He's still seven dollars and eighty four cents future value. So you're almost Ooh. expecting him to play like 34, 35 years old at somewhat of a similar pace um, if he were to get there. Whereas um, if you're selling him at or shorting him at that price, you're probably hoping or expecting him to have a um, not as long as a career. Not aging as as gracefully if you're shorting, of course, absolutely. All right, next up, you already mentioned him a little bit here. Chris Godwin coming off that ACL, of course, going to need some more time to get back to you know full strength, full speed, and whatnot. Still up almost three percent on Mojo this month. I guess the market is kind of enjoying Chris Godwin being back on the field, looking somewhat like himself, getting some production over the past few weeks. Long, shorter hold on your boy Chris Godwin. I'm going to long him, and I think I think this is this is where like age becomes a very important factor when it comes to Mojo and players' values. Is Chris Godwin entered the league at 21 years old? So when you hit 
on a wide receiver who's 21. Now they have this extra longevity, these extra seasons they can start to crew. He's only 26 years old and he's getting peppered with targets right now um, since coming back off the ACL. Like, I don't think anything is going to change. He's proven that he can be an elite wide receiver. And he's done, I think, and commanded more targets than I think most of us expected um, in his first year off the ACL, especially with a late season ACL tear. I think there was somewhat concern that, you know, maybe he wasn't going to be as productive and he hasn't been the same yet i was concerned about goblin coming in. yeah same same but he's been looking pretty good on the field so far exactly i think i think the biggest concern is is he hasn't had those games yet that we've seen but he's getting the targets and naturally once things start to you know work out that offense and some of the kinks start um going away and get ironed out like i'm not too concerned i think godwin's definitely along and he's somebody that's going to be an elite wide receiver the next four or five years Love it. We covered the air attack for the Buccaneers. Let's go to the ground. Leonard Fournette, cheeseburger Lenny, has not moved much at all over the past month. Gone up and down a little bit, but he stayed at 0.25% down, which is basically as minimal of movement as you can get on a player over an entire month. Thoughts on Fournette, $17.45. He has been all over the place in his career. He's been in the league for a while now. Uh, What are your thoughts? Rashad White are my thoughts. I think uh, we, we're starting to see this takeover right now. Rashad White got 42% in the snaps last week. Um, Fournette just hasn't been as – he wasn't necessarily a very efficient player last year, but he got a lot of volume in the utilizing the receiving game. So naturally his stat line probably looked a little better than what his actual like on-field talent is. And the thing is this year they drafted Rashad White, and Rashad White is a good young running back. And um, he's slowly starting to eat in the offense. And we see with these rookies, they usually in the second half of the year, they start to get more time. And we start to see this progression with Rashad White, where at the beginning of the season, he was only getting a few touches a game. And then he starts getting 20%. Now he's 30. And last week, he was at 42% of the snaps. And that's extremely encouraging. And you have to wonder, like, if this trend continues, like, it, they're almost in a, in a committee right now where Fournette's the lead guy. But now, if we're asking ourselves a question is four or five weeks down the road, now is it like a legitimate 50-50 split there? And what does this mean for Fournette after the season if that happens? Like, are they are they willing to, you know, keep Fournette? Or are they, is he going to be somebody that they cut and release? Or is he just somebody that's going to maybe take a back seat to a shot? Right? But I think all things are trending in a direction where it's really hard for me to see Fournette paying off his $5 in a uh, $0.17 cents future mojo value. I totally agree. And I, I honestly think that the retirement of Tom Brady is going to be huge for all of these. Yeah, that can be something too. It's going to be a lot of shockwaves in this offense. But I think Leonard Fournette, honestly, is going to be a casualty of that transition period of, you know, maybe they go out and trade for a veteran quarterback or try to kind of reload instead of retool or rebuild. But I think Fournette's going to be a, a, definitely going to be a casualty of that kind of 100%. aftershock of Tom Brady's retirement. I think he'll be hitting the road. I do think Rashad White's season is – is looming so that's definitely something to keep an eye on let's move over to the baltimore side of the ball starting again with the quarterback lamar jackson he's been having a great season so far staggered off a little bit these past couple weeks but he started off red hot up 15 percent in the last month that's a lot of gains for a quarterback of nine dollars to 68 dollars thoughts on lamar jackson long term yeah um he's really somebody long term um i i wouldn't say i have questions about but um I'm not as bullish on for a couple of reasons is we don't have um, a bunch of historical comparable players that are similar to Lamar Jackson. That's what right. makes him so good, right? He's such a unique player who can literally like run the ball for a hundred yards. He could throw the ball for 300 yards on any given week. Right. And 
what we tend to see with some of these more athletic players at other positions, whether it's running back, wide receiver, tight end, like as they start to hit like that 30 year old mark, like that's when their athleticism starts to wane. Right. And we have to ask ourselves, like, how is Lamar, Lamar Jackson's game going to be able to translate in a scenario where he's not as mobile and he's not throwing the ball a ton. So for me, he's a hold right now because I do think that Lamar Jackson's like genuinely like a good enough quarterback as a passer to get by and be productive still once his legs start to, you know, not be this massive part of his game. But um, also I think a part of the reason why he has done so well as a passer is because of that, you know, that extra dual threat ability that he does um, provide right now. So for me, I think he's somebody over the next four or five years, he's going to smash and he's going to continue to crush, but there could be a time in which like things really start to crater quickly for him. And I hope it doesn't happen. We saw like with somebody like Cam Newton, I don't, I wouldn't say he's like the perfect comp, but he's somebody who utilized a lot of his legs. Mind you, Lamar is a better passer than Cam Newton was. So maybe yeah, it's not a massive that. cliff to what we saw with Cam Newton, but it's definitely something to keep, keep your eye on as he starts to 30, 31, 32 um, in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Love the take there. Uh, I, th- I think he actually, let's pull up the chart again, only at $68. I think he could keep going up to like 80 sure. uh, yeah. over the last couple of years. I- it wouldn't surprise me at all. Maybe even 90. But then towards the back end of his career, maybe he would be a good short candidate in a few right. years. But for now, I think he's a buy personally. But yeah, yeah, totally agree with everything you just said. Moving on, another pass catcher here for you. Mark Andrews hasn't moved much at all this past month. He's an elite tight end. He's yeah. also significantly cheaper than a guy like Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts on Mark Andrews on Mojo currently? Oh, 100%. He's 100% along. Like Travis Kelsey's $26.23 on uh, Mojo right now. And one thing that's really interesting about Kelsey is he really didn't start his career until he was 26 years old. Um, so um, I think everything that Andrews has shown so far in his career is that he has been an elite tight end. And I don't know why we would not see that continue to happen like even and he's also the greatest thing is he's produced also in a run first offense too which i think is the most um impressive thing and it's the thing that you know we can look year to year and know that mark andrews regardless of situation is going to be productive his numbers Uh, in the run first offense are extremely impressive that's very 100 um yeah his his early career um projectables are like putting him i wouldn't say like He's, de- he's definitely like trending somewhat towards um, a Kelsey and Gronk level. I wouldn't say like to that extent, but he's like close enough to where he should probably be valued closer to, I would say $20, I would say is a fair price. And he's still like, he's like rather young too. He's, I think he's only 26, 27 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's 26 or 27 for sure. Yeah, so he's um he's somebody I for sure would long 1,000%. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he's pretty undervalued. And I think he's going to continue to rise. One more passing option here in Baltimore for you, and it's not Devin DuVernay. Rashad Bateman, yeah, he's been pretty disappointing so far this year. He's had some bad luck with injuries. Been more of a big play threat than I was expecting instead of more of a consistent receiving option. Down 5% of the month. What are your thoughts on Bateman? Are you buying the dip, or do you think he's relevant where he is? Um, Man, this is so tough. Uh, I, I really want to long him. But when it comes <laughs> to these uh, young wide receivers early on in their career, um, early production doesn't matter. And it's, it's rare yeah. that we see – guys who haven't been productive through two seasons um really start to have long careers and i do think bateman is the type of guy who can buck that trend we've seen guys like like robert woods had a fifth year breakout um and some other players who were drafted early they have done it but it's it's also not something that happens a ton and we see a lot more 
guys who fall by the wayside and and we keep propping them up thinking that they're going to be really good. I think it's a couple of things that, that are going in Bateman's favor right now is a, he's been really efficient when he's, when they've thrown him the ball. Um, and B there's a lot of opportunity for him to still be had, like he's still not running hundred percent of the routes yet. Um, he's going to run first offense. Um, Matt Harmon does a lot of great work with um, reception perception and looks at success rate and Bateman as a rookie crushed um, Bateman as a prospect was amazing. So I want, I want to buy into all those things. And I think all of that is extremely amazing and encouraging, but he's also de- dealt with injury issues in his first year and his second year. And um, at some point it's one of those things where some, it, I, I think it's almost a skill in a sense to where some players can deal with injuries a little bit better than other players. And I think that's why this term injury prone gets labeled and all these medical doctors say it's not true, but in a sense, like there is some level of how you deal with your body, how healthy you are, what your diet is and all that stuff behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that Bateman is that type of guy, but I'm saying there is a, a somewhat of a concern that we've seen it through two seasons so far. And, you know, he already had a, did not practice earlier this week and he's full practice yeah. was questionable again in this game. So it's like, okay, like Rashad Bateman, like if you're going to shine and you're going to show us that you're that guy, like, like we need to also see you on the field as well. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm buying fully on the talents of Bateman, and I think that he can be one of those guys that kind of bucks a trend, even though not being productive in there. But it is something from a historical perspective to at least be wary of to where I'm not fully bullish and putting all my chips on a long when it comes to Bateman. And I understand that there is potential downside if I were to long him in that scenario. So I think right now he's a hold. And then once we start to see like Bateman like put together four or five weeks of consistent production of knowing that this is the guy that we can become and then, you know, stay on the field, you know, next season, that he's somebody that you just – unload everything on because he's, he's, that, he's that talented of a player but we just yeah. gotta see first <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I agree i think he is a super talented player i just think yeah. the way the ravens are utilizing him is very interesting they're, they're using him more as like a downfield weapon which is kind of interesting i thought he was going to be more of the hollywood role of yeah there's gonna be some downfield shots but he's gonna be your true one you know running yeah. the full route tree and everything but maybe been more utilized downfield which is interesting i want to see how the utilization plays out throughout the entire season but last most certainly not least, though, J.K. Dobbins. Very interesting career so far. Kind of been a tragic one, honestly. I, I was a big fan of his coming out of the NFL draft. I think he still has some juice left, hopefully. But, I mean, he's super young. That So much future value still left on J.K. Dobbins. Down 12% in the last month. I think he's a short. What do you think? I think right now he's a short. Because you know, I, don't, I don't think he's going to play this year. I'm going to be completely honest. I do not think. And if he wow. does play, it's going to be in a very limited capacity um him already coming off that acl which was just more than an acl injury like he's not fully gonna be back from it um and i don't think over the next you know until this end of the season like i don't i don't see really too many scenarios in which dobbins increases mojo value i think if anything goes down and i think back in the off season is something where you can consider longing him again i think i think for in a similar manner to like something that happened to saquon is this was kind of a freak injury from Dobbins and we have seen players come back from it, but sometimes it takes longer than a full, like a year, like yeah. 16 months to fully recover. Um, it's not a simple ACL. You know, there's a lot yeah, of additional exactly. damage in there too. So of course it's going to take some time. He's got to be patient. Exactly. So I think, I think getting a full extra off season, two years removed, we saw him as a rookie and he was so good as a rookie and he was really starting to get that work. And I think the Ravens really, viewed him as that guy like heading into year two and I still think they do have high hopes for him but again um he's somebody that that we can see 
24 years old. And I think this is different than a scenario with like a K makers because K makers came off Achilles and we have never seen like really any success stories of a running back coming off that Achilles and be productive. Whereas Dobbins coming off of ACL with some extra, you know, ligament damage that he can likely come back from. Um, but two years off that heading into next year, Ravens, unless they draft somebody or sign somebody, we're going to have a clear indication of what they view about Dobbins. And my guess is they still like him and he can head into next season, be they work Chris, be healthy and almost be like this kind of like comeback player of the year type of talent. That'd be and really fun. That'd be really fun. Maybe we, yeah, can I, I mean, he's still talented. And I don't think there's anything that we should really shy away from when it comes to, to Dobbins long-term, but I think in the short term, it's something that, it's probably not going to play this year too much. I totally agree with you. I think that long-term, I think this could be a good long candidate. Maybe wait for his stock to go down a little bit more because yeah. I agree. I think right now he's a short. I think he's going to spend some more time on – obviously he's on the IR right now. He's going to spend a lot of time on the injury report this season if he does continue to play. Going to be pretty limited there in that Ravens backfield. But long-term, there's still plenty of talent with J.K. Dobbins. And if, if he gets healthy, he's going to have a role in this Ravens backfield. They really like him. And, as you know, fingers crossed they don't draft somebody. But – a lot of interesting storylines to watch with J.K. Dobbins, especially during the offseason. There could be an offseason hype train for J.K. Dobbins, the return of Dobbins. So be on the lookout for that, especially on Mojo. Maybe a lot of fun value over there. But that's going to do it for another episode of Risers and Followers presented by Mojo. Dalton, as always, thank you for stopping by. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Goodbye, everybody. must be 21 or older to gamble. You must be in New Jersey to trade on Mojo. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.